Jonathan Kavaznik, he's a financial advisor with Cherokee Investments at Bank Cherokee. Jonathan is on the Centerpoint Energy Home Service Plus hotline. Jonathan, first off, how are you? It's good to catch up. Hey, Corey, I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me on today. So when I when we talk about that story from the Federal Reserve where the amount of consumer revolving credit uh, plunged by another $24 billion in May, can you help explain that just a little bit? What does that mean to you? So what's really going on out there, which is quite fascinating, is the millennials who typically we think as kind of free-spirited and way wild and out there, uh, they're cutting back their spending, but they're actually saving it, and they're paying down their debt. They've really contracted and said, hey, I'm not sure how things are going to work out. We're kind of in a pandemic. I think I better cut my spending. I better start paying down my credit card debt. And it's reflected in the numbers that you just mentioned, that they're doing a great job of doing that, and that's really going to help them in the long run because guess what they're doing with that money? They're saving it. Yeah. Jonathan, is that how you view me? I'm, I'm, an, I'm a millennial. You view me wild and crazy? Wild and crazy and free-spirited, right? Like to make sure <laughs> that you're right. having a good time. Uh, yeah, and one of the things that the millennials are very famous for is enjoying experience, right? They really like the yeah. service industry and having experience. And where is that now? I mean, that is such a hard thing to find with the pandemic. Where do you go? What do you do with your money? Well, they don't have a way to spend it. So what do you think they're doing? They're getting rid of their student loans, getting rid of their credit card debt. Yeah. And they're really figuring out how to play the market. I mean, the stock market, really investing. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's that. That's really cool. I mean, that that to me is a good signal, right? If it's all right, we're 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 making less. We we are we are basically um, we are um, tightening up here. Okay, we're spending less because we have to spend less. But what we're doing with our money then is they're making good choices. Instead of like, okay, I need to buy this or buy that to make me happy or order this online, it's, you know what, let's chip away at some of that debt. That seems like a responsible thing to do. Right, and you and I have talked in the past, and they get kind of the short end. We really beat on the millennials and say how irresponsible they might be. But here's a really good example of them really doing the right thing, just like you said. They're stepping up. They're being uh, appropriate about how they're using their dollars. They're saying, maybe I'm not going to keep my job. Maybe someone's going to furlough me. Maybe things are going to change. It seems like I'm not spending the money I used to spend on entertainment and having an experience, but I'm not going to just waste that money. I'm going to take an opportunity and get rid of my debt. I'm going to take an opportunity. I'm going to check into investing and how I can take advantage of that and use that money wisely. So, yeah, they should get some credit now. Not sure they're going to get it, but they deserve it, I feel. (laughs) They do deserve it. Yep, they're doing the right thing. So it's kind of a good idea. Um, Jonathan, when you meet with people or people um, FaceTime you or or Zoom you or or give you a call, what are some of the questions that you're hearing right now? What are some of the the most important questions that you're hearing from people right now? Right. So right now, uh, because our practice is really focused on the environmental social governance investing. A lot of people are asking us, how do we take advantage of the idea that I see that there's a lot of social unjust and there's a lot of social turmoil? How can I make sure that my investments are mirroring that? What can I invest in that is doing good for society? What can I do that's really benefiting people from a health standpoint, from a social standpoint, that they're really doing the right thing corporate-wise, that they're being good corporate neighbors? So people are calling millennials, uh, people in their 50s, 60s, pretty much everyone is saying, we need to do something about the current environment, but I also, maybe I can do that through my investing. And so that's really what we're getting a lot of interest in. And a lot of people asking is the S, the social part of social governance and environmental investing. How do I take advantage of that? And really, the millennials are way into it. They've always been into it for the past couple of years, but not everyone else seems to be catching up to them and saying, I think it's a good time for me to see if my investments are matching my values. I think it's a good yeah. time for me to get into the market 
They saw their statements at the end of the March. They panicked, had a freak out, said, wow, things maybe are not as bad now. They've come back. The market's gone up. Here's a great opportunity. I'm going to save that money. Um, they passed a rule about no interest on student loans right now. The government put that on hold. Wow, I have a student loan and the interest is on hold. Maybe I can pay down some of the debt even faster. Or maybe mm. I can use the money I was paying interest on and try to invest it and get a little bit ahead. Yeah, so people are yeah. really moving around the marketplace. Yeah. And Jonathan, we're talking with Jonathan Kavaznik here. He's a financial advisor with Cherokee Investments at Bank Cherokee. And uh, you're talking about ESGs. And if somebody's you know, unaware of what ESGs are, you kind of laid it out there. But these have become more and more popular. How long, Jonathan? Maybe three, four, five years ago? That's right. Really, they picked up the pace uh, basically after the last presidential election with the bipolarization of the uh, country and people really becoming more mm. aware of some of the things in the fossil fuel areas and the environmental areas and the social injustice areas. And so it's really picking up pace. But today, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable how much uh, funds are flowing in that direction. And it really has to do with what's going on in our society and people having it at the forefront. But it used to be that it was, yeah, the young people under 40, they were really interested and hey, let's get in on that. Now it's across the spectrum. Everyone's saying, I really would like to take advantage of an investment opportunity that is socially just, that is socially right. And it still has environmental and governance uh, in there, but that's right. It really brought it to the forefront for all age groups and all people in society now, not just our millennials who already were really interested yeah. in it. So, you know, Jonathan, we asked you, what are some, yeah, we asked, uh, you know, what are some questions you're hearing now? Let, let me pose it this way. What are some questions people should be asking you right now or, or their financial advisor? Yeah, so what we should be asking right now is, should I be uh, increasing my emergency fund because I may get furloughed or lose my job? Should I be adding more to my retirement plan? Um, I personally haven't been to the gym since March, and I'm saving over $100 a month. Well, instead of that money just getting uh, wasted or sitting in my checking account, maybe I should be putting that into my retirement plan. So they're asking, what can I do with that money? Should I pay down my debt? increase my retirement account? Should I go buy some stocks? Uh, who should I talk to about that? What should I do with this money now that every month that I was really spending and I didn't even realize I was spending it, it was just going out the door, but now my checking account is building up. Yeah, what's the right place to put it? Reserves, uh, emergency fund, should I be going out and uh, investing in my retirement account? Should I just set up an, a regular investment account? And uh, really, or how should I be approaching that? And that's really what people are asking and that's how they should approach it. Got to have a plan. We talk about that all the time. Kind of sit down, say to yourself, what's important to me? What are my uh, issues that I'm trying to accomplish? What is uh, the areas that I want to fulfill right now? And then direct that money in those directions that you feel are a priority right now. But those are the questions and those are the things that our clients are asking. Right. Where to okay, take advantage of the opportunity. Last one for you here, and it's a two-parter. One, um, when you talk about emergency fund, is there a number that you put on it? Not, not necessarily like a, a, a number of, of money, but like how many months that you want to put on that? And then number two, a percentage that people should be putting away. Do you, do you have like a typical number that you go on for those two? Well, I think it's really a, a guideline of, of a six-month emergency fund, right? If I get okay. furloughed and I lose my job and I can't get back to work and I have credit card payments and mortgage payments and house payments and I have my investment account going, I have health insurance, as I want to be able to survive that six-month timeline without really sinking and then being in trouble. And so that's what I would say is the guideline. 
And then you can tweak that based on kind of what you feel is your comfort level. You might say, you know, I could probably go get a part-time job really quickly and I don't need the whole six months. Or I have a spouse who's working and we would still survive unless both of us got furloughed. You know, so you have to kind of figure that out. But that's kind of the general rule, a six-month guideline. So, again, if someone makes $50,000, they take six months of their income and they got to put it somewhere that's easily accessible in a really bad situation. If they don't do that, then they're going to end up running up their credit card debt. They're going to end up going into the banks and asking for loans. But those are very hard to get when I'm unemployed, right? So I really want to have that available to me while I'm working and I'm in good financial health so I don't find myself in a very bad situation when I'm unemployed and no one wants to really help me. So, yeah, I would say that's really the key right now is work on that. Yes. Six months. And then just as a general, like if people are putting away money, do you have like – in a healthy, normal world, like typically you want to be putting away this percentage of your income into some sort of savings or, or funds or, or retirement? So our rule of thumb is, and this is a great place to start, is people ask all the time, how much should I be saving into my retirement account and how much money do I need? And I would say the first place to start is to find out if you're getting a match. So if you're getting a match through your yeah. employer and they tell you it's a 3% match, you, you really have to do the 3% whatever it requires to get that match, right? So that's a good place to start. Don't leave any money on the table. Don't let your employer keep that money. They're giving it to you. They want to give it to you, but they're not going to if you don't do your own part, and that is you have to participate. So that's a great place to start. Then you should do a little planning, and you should say to yourself, how much do I really want to have for my future, and work it backwards. How much do I need to save every month then to get there, right? Maybe I'm saving for a cabin. Maybe I'm saving for a new car. Maybe I'm saving for retirement. It doesn't matter. I need to have a plan and figure out how much working backwards will it take me on a monthly basis. So the easy answer is there is no general rule. The general rule is whatever your situation dictates and whatever your objectives are. Then you work it backwards. That's the general rule. And take on your employer's match. Make sure you're doing that. you got to do it. That's a no-brainer. got to do it. I hate that word. It's a (laughs) no-brainer. Yep. Jonathan, it is uh, good to catch up. Thanks so much for the insight this morning. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Everyone stay healthy. You too. He's Jonathan Kavaznik, financial advisor with Cherokee Investments at Bank Cherokee. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Jonathan B. Kavaznik, CHFC, registered representative, advisory services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc., Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured, no bank guarantees, may lose value, not insured by any government agency, not bank deposit. 